This Webmaster Radio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine, you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, September the 9th. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And hey Dave, you know what I just learned a few seconds ago? What did you learn a few seconds ago, Jim? I would be a really shitty classical music conductor. I just have no, I had both hands going at the same time doing our intro music. And um, I, you know, I, I'm like that fat kid doing the Nuba Nuba dance, trying to be like a, a classical music conductor. And that, that, that fantasy's over. It's 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 up there with playing in the NHL and winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and and for any of our, our avid listeners, oh, they'll remember you and hip hop. You 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 do that. You do those. Uh, uh, you do hip hop. Hey, Dave, could you carry this for a half second? One sec, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, folks, today on the show, while Jim's doing whatever Jim's doing, I'll introduce what our what our show is going to be covering. Um, we don't have any guests today because we've wanted to to spend our time on this fine day um, covering a lot of the the bigger news uh, over the last couple weeks. I uh, wasn't able to join us last week, as many of you will know. Um, also, I'm sure every uh, everyone listening right now is amply familiar with uh, with Google Instant, so we want to be uh, uh, spending our time to cover. Uh, a lot of what that means uh, for search marketers, what that means for searchers, um, both in the short and uh, and the long term. So um, it's going to be a quite an interesting show coming up. I'm sure we're going to hear from George because uh, in, in our in our pre uh, pre show, um, he he certainly had some some vocal opinions on uh, on what he's seeing coming in. So uh, it's going to be a great show. And uh, now, uh, when my co-host comes back, we'll uh, we'll delve right in. I am back. In fact, that was uh, my largest client, which is why I had to take the take the call. Um, folks out there in SEO land, you know when you're running a business, um, and the big client calls. Doesn't matter what you're doing, you kind of got to take it because they're the ones who keep the lights on and keep the internet flowing and stuff. So, um, which is interesting actually, because my largest client is in San Diego, and I'm going down there tomorrow to spend 10 incredibly warm days. Um, I don't know what it's like in your part of Canada, Dave, but it suddenly turned cold here. So uh, going down to San Diego, hoping to hang out with Mr. Tim Ash for a little while, um, hang out with my largest but unnamed client, um, and uh, hanging out with the fabulous CSS designer, Kelly. 
Ah, well, that sounds like, a, sounds like a fun trip. We're sitting at sunny and about 71, 72 degrees right now, so we're doing oh, all right dude, over it's, here. It's uh, 50-something here. Ah. Uh, well, you know what? You, you had it going up to like probably 110 earlier, so you're just taking it on both sides of the uh, of the old thermometer, aren't you? Um, uh, yeah. That, uh, did you hear the commercial at the beginning of just before our broadcast where – uh, sounded like a radio announcer that sounded suspiciously like uh, like our engineer Brasco, um, <laughs> talking about six to twelve inches coming in. That's what the temperature drop felt like, dude. Like six to twelve. Well, we don't need to go there, but let me tell you, it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> My hand All right. Cold. It's fucking cold. And on on that light-hearted little. <laughs> Google, Google could have predicted this, you know. You know, before we jump into Google Instant, before we jump in there, because I got a feeling we're going to spend the entire show just talking about Google, Google Instant, what it means, and all that. Yep. I got to give a quick apology to the listeners. We were supposed to have uh, special guests from New Left Media on today. These are the kids who uh, go to uh, political rallies across the United States, predominantly Tea Party rallies, uh, film them, and post the results of their filming, apparently unedited, um, uh, up online as, uh, as full-scale interviews with Tea Partiers. Um, you remember that uh, uh, Rick Mercer special? The one that we Canadians take such silly delight in? Uh, you're going to have to... Which one? Because there's quite a few. I love the guy. <laughs> the, uh, the one where he goes down and, uh, and interviews um, unsuspecting um, neighbors to the south about... Uh, <laughs> as soon as their you said goes down, I'm like, I know the one you're talking about. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. It's funnier than that. These videos are funnier than... Uh, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine. Check out newleftmedia.com. We're going to try to have them on in a couple weeks. You know who we're chasing for next week? And there's, like, no guarantees, but I'm chasing hard and heavy to get this guy. Good luck. William Gibson. Author William Gibson. He did a kick-ass article or an interview in Wired Magazine uh, on last Friday. And since then, I've been obsessed with getting him on Webcology. Best of luck to you, Jim. I would look forward to that interview. That will be, yeah. So, friends, stick around. We're seriously, seriously uh, chasing through the interwebs trying to get a hold of Mr. Gibson. Because uh, you know the weird thing? What's what the weird thing? What he predicted in New Romancer? Back in, like, you know, 1987? Mm-hmm. We're living it now. Mind-blowing. Anyway, okay. Google obviously can predict whether we'll get William Gibson on the show next week or not because Google has just come out with this um, well, some will see it as amazing, others see it as spiffy, others see it as scary. I see it as technologically cool. Google Instant. Uh, Dave, first off, I, I, you've been explaining to your clients and to your staff what Google Instant is for the last uh, 48 hours or so, so why don't you give a quick rundown? Sure. Um, I've been getting a lot of calls, a lot of emails. I'm sure a lot of SEOs, you know, a lot of our listeners who are, who are SEOs um, professionally have been getting the same calls and emails going, what does this do for me? Um, you know, we can all see this, this interesting change that's happening. Um, and at the end of the day, it does lead to that, that odd question of, yeah, but should I care? Like, but does this affect me? Um, 
Now, to me, there's, there's obviously two sides, and I'm sure you too. I mean, how many hours do you spend on Google every day? Um, I would say probably upwards of five to six hours, probably another two or three hours spent on looking at the results. Does this count like um, analytics and bots that we might have out there acquiring analytics for us? That would, that would be you know, a, a valid point. I'm thinking of as, you know, how, how often are you actually spending interacting with the Google web search interface? Um, you know, in, in one way or another. You and I and many of our listeners, I'm sure, um, are, are on the extreme end of hours logged on the Google homepage and results pages. Um, but when I look at, at Google Instant, I have to look at it as somebody who's a very, very heavy user of Google. So how does this affect me? I mean, even though I'm well acquainted with all the, the search engines, and you know, I'm, I'm well acquainted with you know, the, the pros and cons of each of them, and I'm sure you're the same, my default, when I'm actually looking for something, is Google. That, that's where I go. I know how to search best there. I know how to find what I'm looking for. I know, you know I'm comfortable with the interface. Um, and so that's, that's where, by default, I go to. Well, now all of a sudden they've changed that experience on me. But how does that affect me? Does it help me as a searcher search better? And then I have to look at my dad, who's, I mean, he's, he's a lawyer in, in Saskatchewan, right? I mean, the, the, we, we are very, very different individuals um, in, in, in how we treat computers. How is, how is this going to affect him or my grandmother? How will it affect them? So the first question I have to ask when I look at this is, how does it affect a searcher, be it from, from an, an advanced searcher such as, my, such as myself and probably many of our listeners, right down to somebody like my grandmother, who searches every now and then and then hits the library site after to try and, you know, actually get books out, <laughs> um, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So how does it affect us? And I think that's the first question we have to ask, because that's going to answer to us, is it about to change? So is, is, is the way that these results are being fed about to change? So far, I found them more or less favorable. I don't love it. I haven't found them great on predictive, but let's be honest, it's 48 hours old, right? I mean, it, it, it's not bad for what it is. So then what I have to look at is if I have a client asking me, and, and many of our listeners will be running their own websites or while I'm looking at mine, is what kind of phrase is it that you're ranking for? Will predictive or, or instant search start to affect you at all? So if I'm looking for, you know, if my main phrase is something like buy shoes online, if that's, if that's my main phrase, well, I may be dramatically affected because if I start to punch in, um, you know, buy shoes, I'm going to start to get results. So that searcher may never end up at the online because as the results are coming in, they may, once our brains get tuned to look at the results while we're typing in, we may start to click in advance. And that person who may be ranking for buy shoes online, and, and this is just an example among many, but may end up getting kicked in the butt because the, the, the phrase that they're actually searching for results may start appearing before the person's actually entered that full phrase. Whereas somebody such as, I mean, I'll, I'll use me as an example, where one of, you know, one of our main phrases is, say, um, SEO services or something like that. Well, if you start punching in SEO, you're going to get Wikipedia and stuff like that is, is what's appearing. So this isn't the same for us. You're not getting a service-based thing. You're not getting the answer to the thing you were looking for. So people will continue on with their, their original one. I would predict that what people need to do is look at their phrase, look at what happens when you start truncating that phrase and what the results are for those phrases to see whether it's, it's really going to affect um, 
your traffic. And even then, there's there's a lot of variables as Google gets uh, more and more um, skilled, um, shall we say, oh. at determining what is um, relevant and what is is predictive. So that's and, and, kind and of what I'm trying to, to explain. And, and, and actually, uh, Brasco, a few moments ago, put up a link in the uh, in the Webmaster Radio chat room to a TechCrunch article published uh, late yesterday, an interview with Matt Cutts about uh, Google Instant. We got to remember that the result sets that any individual sees at Google are personalized. They're, they're, um, Google's tracking your search results as you're logged in, or if you're running the Google toolbar, or if you're, uh, you know, have an email open uh, or Gmail window open um, five or six windows back that you'd forgotten about. Everything you're um, doing is being tracked. Now, not necessarily against, you know, Dave Davies or Jim Hedger as an individual, but certainly against your IP and MAC address. Um, and so the results that you're seeing are highly, highly personalized. And the results that your neighbors seeing are highly personalized. So Google suggests, and I've, I've tried this out uh, using a couple of the proxy servers that I use, um, Google Suggest is also, I'm sorry, Google uh, Instant is also highly personalized. Um, the result sets coming through. I was. I have one proxy server that I know to be in the New York area, seeing results for New York, whilst whilst using it. Um, I search from the Toronto area, get tons of Canadian results. Um, and I guess the the other thing I want to impress, and um, actually uh, David Ogletree and Brasco are are chatting about this in the chat room right now. Um, a lot of things Google comes out with. They're really extraordinary, cool, wonderful things like Orkut was. But, you know, Google Google does the shotgun approach when it comes to Google Labs. They throw a bunch of stuff up against the wall. Some of it will stick, some of it won't. I do think this will. I do think this is going to stick around, and I do think it's going to have a effect on the practice of SEO, although people like Steve Rubel writing that SEO is dead because of this, well, I mean... That's that's patently absurd. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have you heard SEO is dead, Jim? Like seriously, over the last fifteen years, say that you've been <laughs> you've been working in the industry. I don't know. I've I've heard the cry. Probably, I think PageRank was going to kill SEO, and um, link buying was going to kill SEO, and recipe links were going to kill SEO. Social media. I mean, that was the downfall of SEO. <laughs> right? so, taking, taking away PageRank was going to kill SEO. Was kill SEO. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything. Everything's going to kill SEO. Um, it, it it may change, and I mean that's the joy of our industry, and and you've seen it. And if somebody came out and said it's going to change the way we do SEO today, sure it will. And so did the last algorithm update. Right? <laughs> this this is a fluid industry. The you know as as new browsers come out, as new you know as as screens get wider, it changes the way the web is built. Well, yes, but it doesn't change. It doesn't kill web design. It just changes it. It's different than it was a decade ago. You know, you can't, you know, build 20 websites and link them all together and, hey, there we go, we're done. Um, but you could have done, so say, 12, 14. Too, eh? Those were the Pardon days. Me? Those were the days, dude. That was just so easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, then you hit the downside of that and go, yeah, but it was easy for everybody. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure you remember, where, you know, I mean, you used to submit and, and, then, and then the rankings changed. And, well, unfortunately, then you wake up the next morning and, Five-year competitors just changed their sites and submitted them, or not even their site, just their meta tags, <laughs> and then submitted. And lo and behold, now they were beating you. Um, 
you know, it's, so it was it was easy for all. I think you know, again, getting back to that searcher versus SEO side of things, I think for the searcher they're in a much better environment now, uh, now than uh, than they were then. And it's funny when I look at things like this and go, does this affect me as an SEO like like Google Instant that we we've got here? It does come back to. Does this make my life as a searcher better? Does it make my dad's life as a searcher better? If, if it enhances them, then they're going to use Google more. And if they use Google more, then, then Google generates more money. And if Google generates more money, then so do I. Right? Because as long as Google is, is important, <laughs> then I have a job. Right? And so do you. And so do SEOs around the world. Is as long as we've got that forum to generate business from... And, and, and to optimize sites for. So really, in a, in a weird way, as long as this works for Google, then it works for us. We just may need to adapt what we're doing. Um, but, but, I, you know, I, I, I do want to add, I take a slightly broader view of our role in the industry. I think um, everything comes down to search. Everything. Every application has a search function. Um, if you're looking for a restaurant in New York and your iPhone tells you that there's X number of restaurants in a, in a two or three block radius, that's a search result. Right. You know? Um, it may not and that's, be that's one of the, the, the greatest things about the industry. Um, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm actually quoting, without meaning to, I'm quoting or paraphrasing from an article Danny Sullivan uh, posted in, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God, I just drew it. What? Wow! I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to, like, you know, get some Ginkgo Baloga, Ginkgo Baloga, Baloga, Ginkgo Baloney happening. Um, dude, do me a favor. Who the hell does Danny write for? Jesus. Who does Danny write for? Search Engine Land. Wow. Okay. Oh, isn't that awful? What a, what a brain break. Google could have told me we that. We all, we all have I thought of it. Oh, my God. I know, it's terrible. Anyway, um, check out Search Engine Land today. Grab Danny Sullivan's article. He has a long rundown on um, why he thinks the naysayers are misinterpreting what's happening with Google's, uh, Google Instant. Um, and as, you know, again, to paraphrase Danny, it's all search. It's all search all the time. SEOs are forever. As long as people need, need to draw results and businesses need to outrank the competitors, we are like... So in. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I find it an, an interesting one, and I will have to read the article. Maybe I'll do that on the on the next commercial break, but because um, I, I, I hadn't seen this one, but I find that a funny thing because all it's changing is the search results, but we're still basing our decision on search results. It may be changing which results are appearing, but it's still search and, uh, results. So yeah, SEO uh, can't be dead. And stuff, yeah, but it's still search results, ain't it? Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly it. So I, I think we do need to start thinking out, maybe thinking outside the box a little bit. I think we're going to see some big changes coming in the keyword tools um, in regards to the search volumes that are appearing. Because as you know, somebody punching in "buy Nike shoes" may stop at "buy shoes," right? Or something, or "buy shoes online" may stop at "buy shoes." So we may start seeing some big shifts in how search volumes are breaking down. Um, and I know I've already set reminders to myself about two to three months from now to start looking at clients that I've done keyword research for, say, you know, six months ago or something and built promotions around that and, and re-look at them and, and maybe reshuffle them because I think we are going to see this kind of change coming down the road. And probably for, for months and, and maybe even a couple of years to come as people adopt this, this, this new technology. But at the end of the day, 
it, it may just make my life a little more difficult, but I've never seen that work out for, to, to the ill of SEOs either because those that stay on top of it are now worth more, right? So uh, at well, the end of the day, I think it's, it's, it's a great thing for us as long as it's a great thing for searchers. On that, I think we have to leave this subject for two and a half minutes while Webmaster mm -hmm. Radio pays a little bit of bills. But I want to come back and do some of that creative thinking and, um, you know, look at, with the little we know about the effects of Google Instant, look at how we as SEOs can use this as a workflow tool, as a predictive tool. Um, but before we jump into those thoughts, we have to go to break here on Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You listen to Webcology. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. 250000 dollars in cash prizes and all year long revenue share is what you can win when you enter the 2010 Internet Marketing World Cup competition. All competitors are rigorously screened to ensure the best competition and the best possible results. Before you tell others how to make it work for them, prove that your system actually works. Build your reputation in the competition that puts your system to the test and proves you are the best of the best. Sign up at www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. That's www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. Registration ends soon, so put your system to the test today. <sighs> what is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K A C H I N G book.com. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on Webmaster Radio for Thursday, September the 9th. And did you hear that commercial about the Internet Marketing World Cup, Dave? You, you, you know what? I, I was, quite honestly, busy reading Danny Sullivan's article. <laughs> you know what? Probably, I know it might be the totally wrong thing. Your but... Time, but uh, I'm wondering, if there is an Internet Marketing World Cup, who's going to bring the uh, Vavula Zelas? Uh, Doug Hill? 
I will. You will. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure George has the sound queued up somewhere. I don't know if you're wanting to use it. There Sounds you go. Like a you're wanting to use it for. Uh... Well, actually, you got your own Vavulazela, don't you? Right, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I left it in the, it's in the car. Like, I don't, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to use it because at, at stadiums and arenas, I can't take it into the, I can't take it into the stadium or arena for a sporting event. So it's just what you got to do is take it out of your car <laughs> on, uh, was it Tuesday afternoon when SEO Rockstars comes on? <laughs> and, you know, just sneak up behind Guru when he's like mid-rant. Get there right close to him. And then suddenly, in his ears. I don't know why I think that would be very funny, but I'm very immature that way. I think that would be hilarious. Anyway. Remember when, uh, remember when Google Suggest came out, Dave? When, uh, I mean, which was like a total blatant copy of, uh, of an Ask product. But you remember when, like, and a Yahoo product too, I think. But when Google Suggest came out uh, well, sometime in 2008, spring of 2008, and that became a SEO killer, but in fact turned into an indispensable keyword research tool for SEOs. That's right. See, all those people who hate SEOs will turn everything they say against them. <laughs> That's right. It's the ninjutsu of web marketing. What do you think <laughs> about... Uh, Google Instant being a keyword and SERP uh, predictor. Well, you know, it's it's like it's almost like anything that has to do with keywords. In 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 my opinion, um, where we hit a spot where, and and I'm going to misquote, but it's it's a quote miscredited uh, with Mark Twain, um, but that there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And I think this is absolutely no different than that, as is most keyword research. And as long as you know why statistics and data are lies then you're okay moving forward. Um, I mean, right now especially, we're, this technology is at its infancy. I'm sure it's been through tons of testing and stuff, but you know, here we are, we're live, we're on the web. They're gonna be, you know, Google's pulling in user data. If we start making decisions based on what we see right now, I mean, this would be like making long-term decisions based on Google on day one, right? I mean, nothing that we see right now um, is true. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're seeing what they've decided by default, and then I'm sure through some, through some pretty extensive testing, but this is what they've decided it needs to look like and what it needs to function like. We, we're now live. They're now pulling in user data. That user data, I mean, you know it, I know it. Google loves their user data, and they're very quick to react to it. Um, and I mean quick in like a behemoth kind of way as you know they can do in, in weeks and months what would take you know other organizations years to accomplish um, so we're gonna see them switching probably quite quickly maybe not the I'm sure something will change in the way that it's appearing you know they'll figure out hey if we make it look this way it's more useful or, or whatnot but also in what they're displaying and what they display as you called it earlier what they display to you may be different than what they display to me so if I start making decisions based on what I see it doing for me in Victoria, uh, I may be making horribly incorrect decisions since my client's in San Diego, where you'll be, and then you start running those same searches and call me out, you Dave, you're an idiot. Well, how could you possibly have made that decision? I'm seeing completely different data. So uh, I think if, if we start using it today until the, the wrinkles are ironed out, until we really have figured out what this data means, and we know that it's kind of stable, as stable as any user data can be, 
then then we might be able to start making making some some good solid educated decisions. Um, you know, it's like looking at, at your keyword data and going, you know, hey, wow, it gets one hundred and eighty thousand searches per month. Fantastic. We'll click off that broad match, switch it over to exact, and recognize that every time somebody clicks their back button, it goes back to that search page. It's adding in another one, and every time a, a ranking report runs, it's adding in more search queries. Filter all that out. Now your data is kind of accurate, and I think we're sort of in that spot now. But we don't know what the variables are, so we need to figure out first what are these variables. Let Google stabilize, and that's why I, I have set to redo my research. But that's two to three months from now, not you know in a week from now, or, or even um, at the end of this, you know when the when the new data comes up um, for September. I won't even be basing research on September because we're just kind of figuring it out. And so is Google. I'll be looking in October, November to start to see what are the trends. Are people using it? Is it changing their their um, search patterns? Um, and and in an early stage. But even then, we're going to have to keep watching it for probably a good year or two as Google adjusts and as search patterns adjust to see what impact does this really have, um, and well, for what types of phrases does it have an impact. One, one important question I have, and this is this is for you, David, and it's also for everyone out there in Radio Land. Um, everyone out there listening who uses proxy servers to uh, you know test theories and test analytics, put up their hand. <laughs> okay, I, I see everyone except for a couple people in the back row. What's the matter with you people? Can you can you set the IP, can you check the IP of your proxy servers, Dave? And do you think that's really important these days? I think it is. I mean, it's it's why I run them, and I mean, I've got actual like not even pride. Like I run servers; they're out of the states. Uh, we run our ranking reports off of servers that are you know hosted out of the United States, and you know we we have different IP addresses that we can come in. Um, oftentimes during the the last Google Shuffle, we were seeing it, and it's been a while since I've seen this, but dramatically different results at the same time happening on the East Coast versus the West Coast, things like that. Oh, that's um, that's very, very time now, dude. That's happening all the time now. Yeah, well, and that's and and we're going to hit that even worse. And having to explain to clients, well, but I'm seeing myself at number one. Okay, don't pop the cork on the champagne. Okay, in the top right, click on that like web history <laughs> and explaining that um, to them and then trying to, you know, figure out in your brain, okay, what does this mean going forward as we're all personalizing? And now once um, the personalized results are coming into the instant results and, and, and all of that's mashed, what does it really mean? What it means to me is that we've got a better order of, of the world coming up where we need to really start paying attention to bigger pictures and, and actually really understand how how searchers and search engines are functioning rather than just doing some quick research going, hey, here's the one with the biggest number, and then just piling links on it. We need to actually understand what what's motivating my visitors so SEOs and their clients are going to actually, it'll be crazy, but we're going to need to communicate to understand the mindset of the person that's actually going to convert so that we can understand what they might search on their way there. Yes, you know, buy shoes online or, or buy shoes is, is a big motivator, but are they going to be dissuaded? And I mean, you, you may even, and, and I predict we will, hit scenarios where different types of industries are, are going to have different types of searchers. So somebody who looks at their keyboard while they type, so we're going to be dealing with uh, a lot of, um, say, older generation people who, who never became comfortable or as comfortable with computers and, and, and computer keyboards may be more prone. I don't know this to be true. I mean, I'm sure statistics, I could, I could find it out, though, and, and certainly will be as we proceed forward. If I'm a hunter and a pecker, and I look down at my keyboard while I'm typing, this is going to have virtually no impact on me whatsoever. 
I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's filling in results. I'm looking at my keyboard. So it, it has no impact or, or bearing on me, and I'm going to hit enter, and then I'm going to look up at my search results. I'm, I'm probably not even going to notice that there was a difference. Um, so as, as we find out what you... that out as well. The other, uh, on Facebook the other day, uh, Christine Christine uh, in uh, uh, Vegas was writing yep. something separate of that. She did what? Sorry, I, I just cut out. Oh, sorry. Split uh, you, know, you know, Christine, uh, Chris, I, I always write something for last name. Yeah, Christine Schlesinger down in Las Vegas. Uh, she was yep. writing something very similar to what you were saying um, up on Facebook yesterday that given that most, most people who use uh, Google aren't touch typists, but I don't know if that's true or not, but most people do look at their keyboard while centering the search query. And yeah. this is something I would love to see Gord Hotchkiss come out of the woodwork and do some eye tracking on this. You um, know what? That, that's a very, very good point. Um, and I will be interested to, uh, you, you, you called it right. Um, and it's funny because I was actually just reading uh, an article from him earlier today um, over at Search Insider but it, on a completely different topic. Um, oh, okay. and, and maybe now he will. <laughs> now that now that we've mentioned it on the air, that'd be a really really interesting test to see, um, and and interesting to know, you know, would it affect? Would it may figuring out basically which industries it'll it'll have an effect on? Because you know people are going to migrate. People searching for internet news or people searching for um, you know tech related stuff. You know, does my hard drive? You know, weird you know Linux based queries or something. They may be dramatically impacted. Um, you know, by this change, in that these are people who are, you know, basically they're comfortable with computers. They don't look at their keyboard while they're typing. Um, in fact, they they look um, you know down on people who do. I know you remember Rick. <laughs> I worked with the guy. He looked down on you when you looked at your keyboard. Um, so in those industries, <laughs> they have a sizable impact. Whereas you know, in, in in industries like you know, buy shoes online or something. It may have a negligible impact because we are dealing with people who, who may. I'm not saying we are, and so don't don't you know. If you're selling shoes online, by the way, don't run out and assume that what I'm saying here is right. I'm using it as a repeated example. I haven't done research into this specifically. Um, you know, it, but these people may be people who would be more prone to look at their keyboards, and if that's the case, it doesn't affect you at all. But they may not be, and, and so these are the sorts of questions that over the coming months we're going to have answered, um, and then. People right now, I mean, if you were one to look at your keyboard, and you're not an SEO, you may have no idea this is happening. Right? I mean, there's there's probably a large percentage of the population that has absolutely no awareness of what's happening right now. It doesn't affect them. They look at their keyboard when they type, they hit enter, and, and then some stuff happens. Dude, I watch know. Fox News. As far as I'm concerned, that's always the case. <laughs> All these people who have no idea what's going on, but they do stuff anyway. Well, and you find these like huge stories, and it's filling in. Oh, this is gonna—it's gonna kill SEO. It's gonna kill. The fact is, and Christine's probably right that the vast majority of people probably don't even know it's happened. Uh, may may have no impact, and eventually they'll figure out that it's happening. Probably by a coincidence of looking up when they're halfway through to see if they had a typo and realizing there's that it's filled in the phrase, and then, and then the results are there. And then they may start looking up while they're typing, but I think we're looking at a more gradual migration to, to this technology. At the end of the day, I do think it's helpful, um, and it may start helping people, but I, I think it's, it's really too early. People who'd go and adjust their campaigns right now would be, I think, quite premature, but being aware oh, that you may have to um, now, is helpful. 
while you were reading Danny's article, did you catch the link to an article that uh, Andy, Andy Beal wrote over at Marketing Pilgrim about a year and a half ago about how a change in Google Suggest lost one of his clients 5,000 visitors a day. Now, this is, I mean, this is a legitimate concern I think we might have around uh, the effect of Google Instant. And it's something to watch out for. Now, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase Andy's article, but again, I uh, recommend everyone go and check this out as well. And if you, again, go to Search Engine Land, find Danny's article, you'll find a link to the one that Andy wrote. Um, I guess Andy was representing the uh, we website vivalasvegas.com. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a good site there somewhere. I haven't looked at it myself. But apparently, when you were typing in Las Vegas into... Uh, into Google um, about a year and a half ago, Viva Las Vegas would come up as one of the Google Suggest um, uh, fillers. Right. They, for some reason, and Andy was didn't explain why in the article. Um, Google changed that and removed Viva Las Vegas as a phrase that would come up when you were typing in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Removing that lost VivaLasVegas.com about 5k 5,000 visitors per day so we I'm I think it's a safe assumption that um, Google Instant is going to show a little uh, show changes either amazing amazing very large changes in, 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 in an example like uh, like like Andy outlines or just incremental changes in search user behaviors but then again, that's what they pay us money for. It's a good <laughs> you know, and, and you hit the nail on the head. And you'll be one of the people that keeps up. I'm looking forward to keeping up because I think this is just, I mean, this is the stuff that I find fun personally. I mean, I know that makes me really geeky, but this is the kind of thing I find interesting. Um, and I think if nothing else, those who keep up, I mean, this this will, will help, you know, further separate our, our industry in a weird way. And I think those who keep up, this could be a, a and, and the client's, um, you know, sort of with them, stand to actually do probably better in the new order of things um, than than those you know than they were doing previously, where you know you were just relying on that specific search. In a weird way, this presents new opportunities because people may be heading towards that search. But if I can also rank for that thing that shows up before they get there, if I can make sure I get that double, then then I win on both counts. <laughs> instead of instead of focusing just on the one, and it may be things with less search volume, or it may be, but as long as I can I can get in there um, on both, you know, you you may end up getting significant improvements in your traffic if you can just make sure. And I think this is especially going to be the case when we start hitting some long tail phrases, um, where there'll be some fantastic opportunities to be had um, on your way there as people are typing long tail and grabbing them earlier. And if you can just make sure you get them on both. Um, then, then you're going to win. And it may be, and something I'll be interested in seeing, and I mean, this might be one for Gord as well, is if people even finish off anyway, like if people finish off that long tail, let's say, you know, buy shoes online, and, and I, I do it anyway, but if I ranked for buy shoes, and it just flickers on the screen that my site's ranking, and then I finish it off in online, and my, uh, my uh, site is ranking, does that subconsciously make me more relevant? And that's a question I would love um, to see some tests and, and see, do I get a higher click-through rate if my site appears twice, even if they finished off their phrase and didn't click on the on the earlier ones? Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's just so many opportunities in here, and it's way too early to tell, but there's, I, I think 
we actually stand, those who pay attention, um, to see some huge increases, just even on the click-through rates. And Because I, I have a feeling that if we can get that, you appear before, Pearson didn't look, keeps going through to the long tail. I, I think we're, we've got some... I'm pretty sure from everything I understand about human behavior that we would see an increase in click-through rates. So you, you, you could win and win. And then if you have the PPC as well and get that branding, I mean, you know, you might even you know, get 40%, 50% improvements on your, on your click-through rates. Again, for all listening, I'm just guessing, hypothesizing um, on tests that I would love to see run and, and that, you know, I'd be interested in doing down the road. Um, unfortunately, you have to have a site that's only ranking for that long tail first, and we have to wait for this to, to, to settle in to actually accurately run these tests and then rank it for, for the one, you know, the, the shorter tail one and hope that, that it stays, you know, the one that appears on, on your way to the long tail. So a few variables in there, but some interesting tests uh, to come, I'm sure. At the, at the beginning of, uh, of that, you said liking search results makes you a geek. Well, you know what I like, Dave? What's that? I like advertising, and that makes me a jerk because I have to tell the people who are listening right now that well, we got to go away for a couple of minutes, but we like it, and uh, we got to we got to do some ads here on WebmasterRadio.fm. But I, what I want to do when we come back, I want to talk about why Google would do this in the first place. What's the goal? I mean, you know, my question: Whenever Google makes any change, um, I'm as interested in why they're doing something as as what they're doing. Um, and I want to I want to try to get into that to, to round out the show. But before we get there, friends, you listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Diggs from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned. We're back with the last third of Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over one billion dollars. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday the 9th. We're talking Google Instant, and the question that we're asking is the existential question, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Why, 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 Dave? Why would Google do something like this? What's the motivation? What's the point? What are they trying to accomplish? Well, I mean, one has to, I think, to, to start to figure this one out, one has to look at their primary motivation. Um, and their primary motivation is, is, of course, you know it, I know it, money. It's, it's the same as yours. It's the same as mine. All of our listeners are trying to figure out ways to make their business make more money, too. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so understanding that their primary motivation is, is money, the reason that they would implement this specific technology has to be one of two things. Either it itself is going to increase ad revenue, or it's going to be a feature that is better for the searcher and thus attract them a, a, a higher searching volume. Um, and both so, might be true, in fact. And, and both may be true. I mean, yeah, most certainly one does not happen uh, to the exclusion of another. Um, we can look at things such as, um, you know, right out of, out of Google's mouth, and, and I'm, I'm glad we actually ended up on this topic because I pulled it up because I wanted to, to, to chat about this as well, is looking at how they're going to treat paid ads in this set, in, in this new setup, um, and how they're going to be counting This is interesting. Impact. I'm very curious about this. Um, they're, they're going to be showing the, the paid ads right away, but just to cause total chaos um, <laughs> for, <laughs> uh, for advertisers. And again, this hits the, you, you got to just wait because this is going to affect your, your impressions, but all is equal. So it, it doesn't actually change the way the world works. It just changes what your statistics might display. It's once an ad appears on the screen for three seconds, um, then it, it's going to be counting as an impression. Well, what if somebody starts to fill in, and, and, and I'm just imagining an imaginary person here, starts to fill in, they're, they're looking down while they're typing, they start to fill in, they think they might have had a typo, they look up, read what they've done, meanwhile, with the, the timer's going, timer's going, realize, okay, didn't, didn't do a typo, and then finish off, but it was up for three seconds. Well, now that, that, that PPC person has an extra impression that had no no bearing on, on anything because the person, you know, was just, just looking up, but, but it now pulled that, that ad up. So um, I think on the PPC side, um, directly we're going to be hitting an interesting spot where we're going to start to see our click-through rates, uh, click-through percentages drop um, in some industries, depending on the specific phrase, especially for these longer-tail phrases. I would imagine ones that are more prone to typos. <laughs> you may realize that you're, you're having this. Um, so I think we may start to see that impact. Some people are probably going to panic and go, well, I, I, I hate this whole thing. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, or, or I hate this whole thing. You know, it's, it's wrecking my click-through rates. It's, it's, it's not good for PPC. At the end of the day, that, that click doesn't matter because all was equal because the same thing happened to all your competitors, right? So it's not going to impact you any more than it's impacting anybody else. Uh, well, so, it, it costs you more money. If you're like making a whole whack load of impressions but getting no substantial clicks. And, and but the, what I have, or the way I try and do it is, yeah, but so is everybody else. 
Um, and I'm paying, you know, I mean, this is, this is Google. I'm paying by the click. Like, I, I run campaigns, and I, I'm paying by the click. So at the end of the day, do I really care if I had a million impressions? Or, well, or, yeah, or a your, your cost per click is uh, is impacted by the number of impressions that you've had. Well, it, 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 it is, but in but a there is, there is competitive a, nature, right? It's it's me versus you know uh, company X, Y, or Z. So if all of us have this extra impression, all of us are quote unquote going to have our quality scores affected by this. All of us will have this this increase in what's required, but it's a perfectly level playing field. So my $3 click still gets me the same thing because all of us got screwed over. <laughs> so in, in this case, a rising tide buys Googleites more boats. Well, in, indeed. And I mean, so I think we're going to see this initial impact of, wow, my, my impressions went up, my click-through rate is, is down. It's not really going to affect anything except that, to me, I'm going to look at this percentage and go, okay, this, this is not good. This, this whole thing is, is wrecking things. At the end of the day, though, I have to remember that my core business is how many clicks did I get, how much did it cost me, and how much did it make me? And as long as that remains stable, it doesn't matter. Right? Nothing else matters at the, at the end of the day. I mean, you know, you know it, I know it. At the end of the day, I want to know how much did I spend and how much did that make me? And if that remains stable or improves... It doesn't matter whether I got a thousand more clicks or, or impressions or not. What I care about is how many clicks, how much did it cost, how much did it make me. And as long as that remains a constant, then we're good. Now, I do gather that we're going to see some interesting fluctuations, though, that may be misdirected but produce some very positive effects. Is if people start to see their click-through rates go down, will it push people who aren't aware that it's just you know that this is what's going on and this is an artificial boosting of your impressions? Will that push people to panic and make better ads? Right? Will it push people to go, my click-through nice. rates are dropping? Um, and if that happens, well, okay, now your cost may go up, but it's because your competitors are paying attention to the wrong thing but making better ads um, and improving their own lot in life, albeit for the wrong reasons. I mean, this is something we should all be doing anyway, or, or, or certainly people, you know, people involved with, with pay-per-click. So, um, you know, that sort of works itself, itself out. I don't see from Google, um, you know, a, a direct, on a per-keyword basis, um, for, for the long tail, I don't see a direct improvement there. But one thing I, I, I would hazard to say Google will benefit from, direct advertising monetary is an overall trend in the way PPC works. If I'm bidding on the phrase, I'll use myself as an example just, just for, for giggles, if I bid on the phrase SEO services, it's going to have a set dollar value to it. If I bid on the phrase SEO services and consulting, I mean, it, it is a phrase. It has you know some sort of search volume. I can't even remember what it is because it's not not one that I target highly. But the cost per click for that one is lower because it has a lower search volume. I don't even bother bidding on it, but I do know it has it has search volume because I see it in my broad match. But anyways, um, if in this new world order I start typing and I'm just a searcher and I land at SEO services, my initial thought might have been to go SEO services and consulting. But all of a sudden, I see the results appear for SEO services and go, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is okay. I, as a PPC person, am bidding more on that phrase. So they may not have finished off their long tail, which would have led to cheaper ads. They're stopping at the more competitive ones, and they may click on my ad there, which may cost me 
eight, nine dollars, as opposed to an ad for SEO services and consulting, which may you know be bidding at, at two, two dollars or, or something like that per click. So, and I mean, you know, I may be using a, a specific, you know, a, a bad example right in, in that one because I'm just picking one that I can talk about liberally as far as PPC because it's my own and and so I can do that. And that makes me think of in an SEO scenario of some of the mom and pa businesses who actually rely on long tail search to. Uh, to uh, uh, you know, get incremental traffic that the big boys aren't capturing. And again, we you were on another mini vacation last week, but we we had um, Gab Goldenberg on uh, from SEO ROI in Montreal, um, and he was talking about some of the the, the difficulty that caffeine has um, brought for for smaller businesses um, for long tail searches. Indeed. And uh, I think you know. If the if the search results are filling in and the user is satisfied as they're going along, although these are users who look at the screen while they type, not at the keyboard while they type, um, we may see. And just you know, I, I've I've suddenly got a problem with one of my clients. I'm thinking, although again, I'm I'm in the SEO philosophy. Don't panic till you really know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I I I I see a, a problem for one of my smaller business clients. Um, Without uh, searching for a, or using a more specific search query, they don't have the money for me to do the link building effort necessary to compete with the big boys, with the massive brand stores. Um, so yeah. Um, okay, Dave, we're into our last two minutes. <laughs> it happens every time. And I'm noticing that um, uh, Brasco is typing to me uh, in the Skype in the Skype um, in our Skype chat that while well, there's a rerun of uh, a rerun of um, affiliate marketing insider affiliate marketing insider coming up uh, at four o'clock today, one p.m. Eastern. So just two hours from, or just a few hours from now. Um, Vanessa, Vanessa Fox is coming along with Office Hours, and she's going to be talking. It's going to be a live show, and she's going to be talking Google Instant. Now, Dave and I are experienced SEOs. We have a perspective from a from a search marketer's perspective. Vanessa, on the other hand, uh, anyone who was working to make Google Instant, Vanessa is likely to have trained their managers. Um, I think she'll have an insider's view on Google Instant that, friends, if uh, you've been interested in this conversation, check out Office Hours today. Uh, it's 5 p.m. Brasco, Eastern? Fully buzz, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, yes. Oh, okay, and Vanessa's on at 4 p.m., I'm sorry, 4 p.m. Eastern, Correct. Uh, 1 p.m. Pacific. Check out Office Hours, it's going to be a great show. Also, one of the newer shows on Webmaster Radio is coming up, Affiliate Buzz with uh, James Martell. If you've been in the affiliate marketing industry for like longer than 15 to 20 minutes, you know this guy, James Martell. He's a great voice, a wonderful conversationalist, really enjoy James. Uh, check out his show, Affiliate Buzz. And Dave, before we go, I just want to make a couple of announcements about uh, some, of the, some of the shows that are coming up, the conferences coming up in the next few months. SMX East, uh, first week of October, New York City, SES Chicago. Uh, 17th to 22nd of October in Chicago. Both of those are must-attend shows. I, I won't be at SMX East, I'm afraid, but some of my colleagues will. I'm all over SES Chicago. And then, Blue Glass, Florida. 
November 2nd and 3rd, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Followed quickly by AFCON 2010. Also in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Some weird stuff happened down there in Fort Lauderdale these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just around. It's a big um, move down to Florida. Yeah, I, I, guess I, I know. I, guess, I get to go back there. to... Well, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to make it to Blue Glass just because um, I have a little bit of chaos in my own life happening exactly then, at the beginning of November. Scheduled chaos. I'm definitely at AFCON 2010. Um, I've been to every AFCON so far, the uh, three um, AFCON conventions. Each of them has gotten better than the last. And uh, this is going to be a hometown show for the Webmaster Radio crew. Um, and I know it's going to be taking place in the Fairmont, and I love Fairmont hotels. I love Indeed. the Fairmont Resort in uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. So, uh, friends, make it a point to check out one, two, three, or four of these shows because they're all so much worth your while. Jim, Any last uh, words, Dave? Oh. we got to go. Jim, before Jim. we go, uh, to preface about Blue Glass, you did promise people you were going to IMSB, which was the former name of Blue Glass. You had promised people that last year. And you didn't make it. I know, but that was you know you know why? Um, because of the uh, guys in um, blue suits with badges at the border. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. The other two is um, if you do come down here, no, if you do come down here, by the way, uh, my superiors D and B will be most likely out at Ad Tech because Ad Tech runs. Concurrent. AdTech New York runs concurrent to Blue Glass. I'll still oh. be down here. Okay. So, so, so you let me you let me sleep on the couch in uh, Darren's office, right? <laughs> uh, either which way, I'll get to rattle the cages at Blue Glass. And if I get to do anything like I did IMSB last year, little um, broadcast, you know, while all the webmasters are kind of like you know libated, then and a little I'll have bit of rock and roll too, huh? And a little bit of rock and roll to boot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a good reason time. Reason to come. You're, you're going to come. have a very good autumn, early winter down there in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida there, Brasco. Yes. I, uh, I'm, I'm envious. <laughs> come on down. Well, you know what? It is travel time because um, 24 hours from now, I'm somewhere over Denver on my way to San Diego. And then... Uh, uh, Quick trip to San Francisco, back to Toronto, over to Chicago, down to uh, down to Florida, maybe a couple of times. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's autumn, dude. It's the travel season, so I'll be seeing you probably sooner than later. Well, actually, I know I'm seeing you in Chicago. Absolutely. Okay, Dave. Any final words, bro? You know what? I can already hear the music coming in, so I'll just save them for next <laughs> week because we got another great show coming up. Absolutely, friends. Stick around on webmasterradio.fm. You've been listening to Webcology on Thursday, September the 9th. You can always hear Webcology live Tuesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. You can listen to podcasts on demand in the webmasterradio.fm archives or any fine podcasting distribution outlet, especially iTunes. Uh, This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. Have an amazing week. We love you. We'll talk to you later.